Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for October 11, 2019. I'm Michael Obey. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, a plan which shall soon be unfolded, in which he shall choose men and women to govern with him in a government that will soon be established. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our videos, to share with your friends, and to look at the bottom of your screen. And if you see a bell icon or a subscribe button there, I'd like you to go ahead and click on that so that you can get notified anytime we upload new videos. I also want to encourage you to go to patreon.com where you can um, look for our handle, Emerging Temple, where you can click on it and become a supporter of ours so to help us get this message out to the rest of the world. I want to thank those of you who have been doing so diligently. We've been getting reports from all over the world of people who have been sharing our videos with them and acknowledging that um, God does have something to say about things that they thought the world was silent on. Um, well, what do we have to talk about today? Well, today we want to talk about Pope Francis. And um, this is, I would say, at least from, from my recollection, the second time within a year, he has said something that um, should be troubling to those Christians who follow him in the Catholic Church. Uh, last year, he had said that there was no hell. And a lot of people had said, oh, that's not true. He never said that. He must have been taken out of context. And um, we let that slide. Um, it seemed ridiculous. But just a few days ago, reports came out that um, while speaking to the same journalist, um, Pope Francis said that Jesus was not God while he was here on earth as a man. Now, let's be very clear. The scriptures tell us clearly that Jesus, while he was a man here on earth, was God. And we're going to look at scripture to kind of, you know, support that. It's not about Pope Francis's opinion or my opinion or your opinion. It's what God says in his word that gives us the certainty that we're on the right track or on the wrong track. So before we go any further, as I often do, I'd like you to take a look at a couple of clips um, that um, one from Catholic television that um, shows clearly that last year the Vatican um, did not rebut the allegation. They danced around it. So this time we're not giving them an opportunity to dance around it. We're coming at them with the word of God. Okay. All right. So let's take a look at This from last year. Mainstream media are still abuzz over the Holy Father's alleged comments about hell. An Italian journalist claimed last week Pope Francis told him sinning souls disappear but hell doesn't exist. And that report set off a controversy in Italy and around the globe. Vatican correspondent Juliet Lindley joins us from Rome. Juliet, who is this journalist and what are his claims? Eugenio Scalforo is the editor of La Repubblica, 
a left-leaning national newspaper in Italy, and it actually is the one that the Pope reportedly has said he reads. It's the only Italian daily that he reads. Now, uh, Scalfari is known to be an atheist. He's 93 years old, and he doesn't record his interviews. But as a matter of fact, this wasn't an interview. It was a pre-Easter meeting. But the day after, what appeared in the newspapers was direct quotes of the Pope allegedly saying that um, hell doesn't exist, that evil souls, uh, they disappear, they don't go to hell. Now, this is about the fifth time that the Pope and Scalfari meet. And every time there seems to be a misquote or a misunderstanding. So many within the Vatican press corps are actually wondering how it is that the Pope continues to meet this controversial figure. This happened last week. What has the Vatican's response been? Do we have anything from them? Absolutely. The Vatican pretty quickly issued a statement saying that this was not an interview. It was a meeting. It was just a chat, if you want, and that anything that appeared in quotes was not to be taken as a transliteration of the Holy Father's words. They were not direct quotes. Now, Pope or not Pope, this completely goes against any. Notice they want to, they want to spin it against the guy who interviewed the Pope that what he said was against any ethics. The question is, did the Pope or his representatives come out and say, the Pope never said so? No, they don't say that because he did say so, okay? He did say so. And those of us who want to put our heads in the sand, okay? Because he seems like a nice, friendly, old grandpa, okay? Want to put your head in the sand. Well, you can go ahead and do that, but our job here is to expose things like this. Because young people, older people, people who have put their faith in God, listen to what that man says, and they begin to doubt what God said, okay? So let's listen to this woman. Basic, basic ethics of journalism, Lauren, putting into inverted commas what a person has not necessarily said. Reporters who cover Pope Francis say the comments are highly, highly unlikely. Why is that? Well, the Pope has often spoken about hell. He's often spoken about the devil. In 2014, he mentioned hell when he was encouraging mafia members to convert. Uh, in 2016, he said that those that don't open their hearts to God uh, are condemning themselves to hell. So rather than perhaps this being a shocking papal statement, it is just perhaps irresponsible reporting on, the, on behalf of a journalist who is a self-declared non-believer. An atheist, right. All right, Juliet Lindley, thank you so much. EWTN News Nightly Vatican Correspondent. Thank you, Lauren. Okay, notice this is from 2018. And the broadcast started with the woman telling us that this man had interviewed the Pope four or five times prior. And each time he interviews the Pope, he comes out and reveals something unchristian or unbiblical that the Pope said. Now, I don't know about you, but if somebody comes and talks to me two times and two times goes out and misrepresents me, they're not going to get a third or fourth or fifth opportunity to come and misrepresent my words out there. So, <laughs> so you know, I really don't know what is going on, but you all need to keep your eye on this man called Francis, okay? Don't be childish now and be like a little baby and say, how dare you? No, listen, the reason you go to hell is because you don't question a human being.
okay? And that's what he is, a human being, all right? He's going to stand in front of Jesus Christ just like you and I and give account for his life, all right? So for you to just, just wave aside and just can't make excuses, okay? Enough of the excuses, okay? Enough of the pedophilia, enough of the excuses, okay? Something is rotten in that place, okay? Something is rotten in there. And it's time that you began to call it what it is. You have the word of God to be your guide. No pope, no bishop, no anybody is going to take your place in front of Jesus Christ when you have to give account for yourself. Now, let's see what happened. This is that what we just saw was 2018. Let's see what has happened a few days ago. Okay. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to The Vortex, where lies and falsehoods are trapped and exposed. I'm Michael Voris, coming to you from Vatican City, specifically with some thoughts on the disturbing news about the Pope Francis Eugenio Scalfari interview about whether Jesus was in fact divine, God. Now there's a lot to say about this, a lot that is problematic, from the original story to the Vatican's somewhat wobbly response to the further questions raised about the whole affair. First the conversation between the Pope and Eugenio Scalfari. Scalfari is a very old Italian journalist who has known the Pope for a very long time and who enjoys a warm friendship with Francis. That friendship has earned Scalfari various interviews in the past and not without controversy. For example, Scalfari reported last year that Pope Francis does not believe in hell, that human souls do not go there. Scalfari says the Pope told him that souls aren't eternally damned, they're just annihilated, poof, they just pass into non-existence. That comment set off a firestorm, which the Vatican feebly tried to put out by saying that Scalfari's interviews aren't reliable, they're just rough, freely interpreted recollections. Okay, so why keep giving interviews to a man who apparently doesn't electronically record the interviews, doesn't take any notes, and just rambles with a very bad memory, according to the Vatican, when recounting the interview? You'd think the Pope being misquoted as denying the immortality of the soul and that no human is ever damned would be enough to decline the next interview request from Scalfari, however friendly they were, but no, not in this pontificate. The man who zipped his mouth shut on the plane back from Ireland when the Vigano accusations emerged and told the reporters on board he would not say a single word. The man who refuses to defuse the controversy surrounding his supposed denial of humans ever going to hell and the immortality of the soul. When the man, and this man is the Pope, who refuses to meet with the remaining dubia cardinals does meet with an atheist reporter who, according to the Vatican, can't be trusted to get the story right then Houston, we have a problem. Here's the overarching problem which frames this controversy. Francis continues meeting with this atheist journalist knowing he will be quoted accurately or inaccurately. And in the midst of everything, here's the question that hasn't been asked. Just how could Scalfari get this so wrong? Seriously, how does a reporter sit down with a longtime friend who he constantly says he knows very well and talks about things like, oh, whether Jesus is God or not? The Pope says, yep, Eugenio, Jesus is God. And then Eugenio goes, yep, got it, Jesus is not God. That scenario is more difficult to believe than a Pope who doesn't believe in the divinity of Jesus while he was on earth. How could a journalist get this so terribly wrong? Not even close. 
100% wrong, 180 degrees backwards. Yet if we're to believe the Vatican statement, then that's precisely what you have to believe, which of course begs the question, why isn't the Vatican actually denying the content of Scalfari's article, not just softballing and saying Scalfari is wrong or it's just misinterpreted? And two, why do you keep giving this guy interviews? For years, decades really, there's been a theme running through the Jesuits, a kind of Arianism, that while Jesus was on earth walking around during his Galilean days, he either wasn't divine or didn't know he was divine. That second proposition is completely stupid because how could God, which is a being who is all-knowing, not know that he is God? But nonetheless, this is a Jesuit thing echoed almost constantly by the likes of James Martin, who says things like Jesus learned his mission from the Syrophoenician woman. Really? Well, I guess the rest of the human race has her to thank for bringing to Jesus' consciousness that he needed to redeem us. Wow. But don't forget that this is precisely what Bishop Barron's hero, Hans Urs von Balthasar, believed, that the second person of the Holy Trinity deposited, key word there, deposited his divinity, that's his term, before the incarnation. He has a kind of access to his divinity when he prayed to the Father, but he himself, while on earth, nope, not divine. Now, when you have that background, the Jesuits' decades-long denial, or at least fudging, of Jesus' divinity while on earth, von Balthasar's insane claim that he deposited, whatever that means, his divinity before the incarnation, and then you go back and reread the interview, what Scalfari wrote, it starts to get a little dicey because what Scalfari says the Pope said is exactly what all these other guys are saying that Jesus wasn't divine when he was walking around on earth. He was a good man, he was full of virtue, blah, 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 but not a God. There's a very disturbing convergence here between what has become accepted theology among many Jesuits, and Pope Francis is a Jesuit, and what Scalfari says the Pope told him. And there's that annoying, pestering, nagging question in the back of your mind on this one. How could the Pope say Jesus was divine, assert that, and Scalfari take away, the Pope just said Jesus isn't divine. It's weird. It's really weird. Coming to you from Rome, this is Michael Voris. God love you. Something that's the word of God. Okay? Look, let's stop going about our opinion. Let's go into the word of God. And let's see what the word of God says. Amen? All right. Let's look at this. This is from 1 Timothy chapter 3, the New Testament. So Paul is writing to a young minister here who's shepherding a church while Paul's away. And from verse 15, Paul says, well, I'm going to give you some instructions and directions in case I take too long before I return. So starting from verse 15, he says, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. That means the church, okay? And by church here, it means the body of people all over the world who believe, not any particular denomination, okay, that this body of believers within us, 
you will find the truth. Okay? Verse 16. It says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, of the, of the divine. It says, God was manifest in the flesh. I repeat, this is the Bible now. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. It didn't say just that a man was received up into glory, which did occur, the man, Jesus Christ. But it says God. Okay, So Jesus was God while he was here. He didn't say before Abraham was, I was. He said before Abraham was, I am. That was what Jesus said. And he said they wanted to stone him because he made himself equal with God. Okay? So this is what the Bible says. And you all heard what Pope Francis has sent out to you all because he knows that you know that he said that. And he, he's not hiding. Okay? Anybody that thinks he's hiding, no, he's not hiding. He is getting out his doctrine to you and he's preparing you, okay, for a fallacy preparing you to believe a lie when the lie will come. And many of us are taking it as though it's just an innocent old man that is, no, 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 no. You are being shapen by media, by religion, by doctrine. You are being shapen and, and, and prepared for the Antichrist to take you down the path of eternal damnation. An emerging temple is here to help us recover ourselves, recover our footing, and stand for the truth that was once delivered to us by the apostles of the living God. Let's look, let's look at another scripture. Okay? This is going to be from John chapter 14. We'll take it from verse 8. Okay, and Jesus is talking to them about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And one of his apostles, Philip, says, "Look, this is too much for me. My head, I can't, I can't take this anymore. I, I'm, I'm confused. Just make this easy for us. Show us the Father, and we will understand what you're talking about." So, verse eight, Philip said unto him, "Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us." And verse nine, Jesus said unto him, "Have I been so long time with you?" And yet, hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Okay? So. Philip, it says to him, this doctrine of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, it, it's a bit confusing. I don't understand how you can be Father, you can be Son, you can be Holy Ghost, and you're one. I, I don't understand it. Okay? Now, three, four hundred years later, 
uh, Emperor Constantine and the others come together and they come up with some way to explain it and they call it, you know, the Trinity, okay? The Trinity, three persons making one God. The Bible doesn't say that, okay? It doesn't say that. It just says God is Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But that's a different story. I don't want to go into that right now. What I want to get at is the key point, whether Jesus was God. And you can see Jesus tell Philip the evangelist, how can you say, show me the Father, when I have been with you all this time? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. The Father and I are one. Okay? I'll, I'll share with us one last scripture. Okay, that's two now. Okay, that have contradicted um, Pope Francis. Okay? So let's look at John chapter 20. So in this chapter, chapter 20, Jesus has risen from the dead and he has appeared to some of his apostles, but a few of them, especially Thomas, wasn't there at that time. And when Thomas is told that Jesus has risen from the dead, he says, I'm not going to believe until I put my hands in the, my fingers in the holes in his hands where I saw them nail him. And in his side where I saw them spare him. I ain't going to believe. All right. So verse 24 from John chapter 20. says, but Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore saith unto him, we have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within. Hold on. Were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believe it. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Thomas said unto him, My Lord and my God. Verse 29, And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet, have believed. Friends, Thomas called him my Lord and my God. Jesus didn't say to him, don't talk like that, don't talk like that, don't say that, don't say that. I'm not God. He accepted it. He accepted that he was his Lord and his God. Paul told us in the very first verse we read, he said, this is a great mystery. God was manifest in the flesh. Seen of angels. You know, there are many men and women who purport to be leaders of the body of Christ, of the church, but they don't believe the Bible. There are many of you you claim to be Christians, but there's so much rebellion in you to the word of God. You know, 
you 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 want to believe that the word of God ought to change with time to fit your so-called scientific and modern discoveries. But it doesn't go like it doesn't work like that. Okay. Pope Francis is telling you all what he knows you want to hear. He knows what you want to hear. And they want to get you all ready for the one world government. And he's giving cover and giving you cover for what you want. You want to believe that there is no hell. So you can continue in your wickedness. So guess what? The Antichrist is giving you the cover you need. Don't fall for it. Go to the word of God. And if in anything you find yourself struggling and unable to deliver yourself from, listen, all you've got to do is say, Lord Jesus, help me. The scripture says that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't care in how, listen, if you call upon the name of the Lord and you are not saved, that's not your problem. That's the Lord's problem because he's the one who gave you that blank check. Don't go around trying to make excuses for yourself for the, the lifestyle you want to live, okay? There is a hell, but that's not where God wants you to be. God so desperately doesn't want you to be there that he gave himself for you. And you know what? It's free. All you got to do right now is say to God, I'm sorry for all that I've done. Sorry for all I've been. I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth that Jesus Christ died for my sins and by his stripes I'm healed and I'm set free. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Make me a new person. Lead me in the path of righteousness. Old things have passed away and everything has become new. And you know what? Just like that, boom, you're set free. It's over. No devil. No power has any hold on you. Now, in your mind, you might still be thinking and doing some crazy things, but that will go away in time. But in your spirit, you're free. You drop dead right now, you're cool with God. It's that simple. Well, friends, my time is up again for today. It's Friday, and um, we'll be bringing out some more videos next week. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share our videos with your friends. Don't just watch it on your own share with your family and friends, okay? And make sure you hit the bell icon. Like I said, subscribe, like, like our page, go to Emerging Temple at Facebook and share the videos there. And um, also go to patreon.com so you can look for our handle, Emerging Temple, and you can you know support us to get this work out there. So thank you so much for your time, everybody. Um, I hope this video has been a blessing and that you will no longer be in any doubt that Jesus was, is, and will always be God Almighty. Thank you.